May 5th, 2016. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show. Uh, here in my pad, Brother Matt, indisposed. Uh, next time. I ain't man alone, though. I got Reuben from the Freaks. Here I am. And, uh, in fact, we just heard There's No Turning Back Now from the new album. Well, it ain't out yet, right? It's just it's coming. not out yet. No, no. So you get a uh, preview. A little prelude. And a prelude before uh, Freaks and uh, There's No Turning Back Now. We had two bass hit live version from John Coltrane when he's playing with Miles Davis uh, the first time. Nice. Um, er, Ruben, earliest music memory. Get Smart. TV. <laughs> yeah. So that song. Oh. Da, 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 yeah. It was always da, a killer song, man. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, that was important in those days, huh? Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah. That could relate to the show. So you're watching TV and you remember that. How old? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, first musical stuff. I mean, my parents were always kind of, you know. So there's music in the house. There's music in the house, you know, but... Uh, tight latino family so there was always parties going on okay you know so Do it was always play dancing. in the family uh they try okay. <laughs> they tried pop, my my dad or... and my uncle they were always trying to be performers you know, it was okay. always kind of but more, it was more hot comedy side. yeah it's oh, more comedy? yeah it's more like well for us it was comedy <laughs> <laughs> for them it was downright serious <laughs> right. you know? it wasn't weird al yanko no no it wasn't nothing like that it was them trying to be serious right, and that's what made it pretty off. funny yeah. for us right. you know? uh but still you had the music in the house, so yeah, there was music it was in the like house. Some kind of influence. There was always, always. Do you remember the first record on. you uh, bought? Uh, first record I bought was, uh, I think, with my own money. Yeah, it was probably a bad company, Desolation Angels. So like an album? Yeah, it was an album. Yeah, it was an album. Oh, I used to always go to Jimco and get singles. Sure, sure. You know, so really, I think Helter Skelter by the Beatles. You got that forty-five? I got the forty-five. I still have it. Wow, what's the, what's the other side? The other side has got to get you into my life. Okay, I think that's the version I had anyway. Wow, wow, and this is the big hole. You had to have the yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the little you know adapter thing. Yeah, there. my, was my first but... records were the singles. Oh yeah, they were only a dollar ninety nine cents. My mom was a big disco a queen. Yeah, huh? my mom was a big disco queen. So always go to Jimco. Always hit the record section, and you know. So you start getting singles, and then maybe one of your first albums is Bad Company. It was I a Bad that. Company. You know. I had the guy from Free and the guy from Out the Hoop. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, yeah. Maybe the it's not the first too. one I wanted, though, to tell you the truth. Okay. You know, the first album I kind of wanted probably was like uh, Damn the Torpedoes by Tom Petty. Tom Petty. But when I went down to the... Oh, yeah, the, the other Heartbreakers. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the real one, the Florida Right. One. <laughs> and this is true. This was at... Uh, there was another uh, drugstore called Clark's Drugs. Remember? So I went down to the Clark's Drugs to buy that Tom Petty record, save my money, and that's what I wanted, right? But they didn't have it. But I wasn't leaving there without something. Okay. So I pulled the bad yeah, It was like a silver... Uh, it was rat, kind of a running with the was, pack. Was it that? Yeah, no. This uh, oh, okay. was uh, rock and roll fantasy. I think it's was a little later. the hit. It was a little bit later. Yeah, it was a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. It was actually uh, when electronic drums were kind of introduced. Oh wow! You know? So there yeah. was a lot of boom, boom, boom. You know, sure, I remember there was like a Bob that. Dylan album. <laughs> Sly and Robbie, and the, he's playing. They had that. Boom, what boom. were they called? Simmons. Yeah, the Simmons drums. Octagonal. Yeah, eight sided. 
And drummers told me that it was sort of like playing tabletops. They had no bounce. Yeah, no, 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 it's not at all. Hard pads. It's all, and you hear the click if you didn't hit it right. Well, you, well speaking you know. of, 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 of playing, when did you first get the idea of playing? Um, that's, I guess, where Get Smart comes into play, you know? Because a uh, typical story where your parents take off and you get dumped off at your older cousin's house. Oh, like grab this bike. <laughs> yeah, grab this bike and we're going to my friend's house, right? Econo child care. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the pawn off child That's care. That's kind of how I got into right. music, too. <laughs> yeah. So we went to uh, my, my cousin's friend's house. Yeah. And I guess the, the guy's mom worked for like a like Columbia House or some kind of distribution company back then. The record clubs. So. You gave them a dime, they gave yeah, you 10 they gave records. Yeah, like 10 records, but then you had to pay $20 and plus shipping. <laughs> and after that, you got locked in. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> since this guy's mother worked for him, he was getting all these records pre-release. Ah, so my cousin was always going there and he was hip. and you know cassette recording all these records before release. So I was kind of young, and uh, while they were in there recording records, I was just in the living room watching Get Smart. You know, so when Get Smart finished and it turned into um, soap opera, I was like, I'm out of here. And started cruising around the guy's house, and there was a drum set in a room. That's right, daytime TV soap yeah, operas. Right, so, <laughs> so that was like, I'm not watching this, man. You know, like, I like get something. smart, and that's it. I'll tell you someone who's into that, Jay Maskus. Oh, really? I came in the studio to do, he asked me to do a track, and he's got the All My Children going while we're recording. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second, guys. i got to hear what's going on here, right? He's like constantly, no, he had wow. tapes of the shit. Oh, really? Constantly going. That's the first time I met you, actually. It was Jay Maskus in the Fog in New York. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is a little before it was still Dinosaur. But Okay. In the soap opera. Anyway, so fuck this. You don't want to watch that. So right. start looking around the start pad. Start looking around the pad, you know, and you're hearing the music going off in the other room, you know. So um, kind of looked at this drum set, you know, saw the sticks and just kind of tapped it. Oh, cousin was a drummer. Uh, the cousin's friend was a drummer, okay. or I guess the cousin's friend's brother. I don't know, you know, but they were in they the were recording. In the pad. Yeah, they were in the pad, and that's when I sat down and you know went back and asked, "Hey, you know, can I kind of try and play these things?" You know, and kind of correlated the sounds to what I was hearing getting recorded in the other room, and that was kind of it for me, man. You so know? you started on drums. So I started on drums. Yeah. I think if you can play drums, you can play anything. You know, it's I, the it's, heart of everything. It's it's the foundation. And that's, what, I think, why know, they make fun of drummers. That's completely it. so much jokes. power. <laughs> We're holding you up. Put you guys in need the us. Back, say stupid. Yeah, but you need yeah. us. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Especially rhythm music. I mean, you're in such denial. So, about how old were you? That was probably about, maybe I was eight years old. Eight years old. So, how long you do this? Eight years old. Every time you go over, you every get time, all yeah, the you know, and, and, and I was there for record. I was there for another week, you know, for kind of a whole week. Yeah. So every other day, we were rolling back to this guy's house because it was, you know, you buy a ten pack cassette case. So my, right. my cousin kept on going those. back there. You know, I think it was like Cars, Candio, Zeppelin Four. I mean, he was recording. All, like the guy had a great record collection. I can only imagine if he still has it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um. So I was always going back and, you know, hey, can I go back into the, the room and play, you know? And they just said, close the door and, you know, don't be too loud. And I was kind of just getting the hang of it and, you know, hearing the recorded music and, oh, well, that's what's making that sound and I'm always hearing it. So it kind of, you know, turned into pots and no pans teacher. when I went home. No teacher, just pots yeah. and pans and the back of my dad's, you know, seat in the car, you know. So it seems like this guy's got a little bit of rhythm. like, 
So around 13. So it's yeah. like 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, about yeah, four or five years. High. Yeah. Okay, let's get him like some drum lessons and that kind of was what, what started the whole kit? thing. Well, a kit. Okay, uh, that can't, you know, first it was practice pad. Okay. You know, okay. and I was like, damn, what the hell is this shit, dude? Come on, man. Practice pad. Move <laughs> up from the pods and Yeah, yeah that doesn't sound like what I'm hearing over there. That's just clack, 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 you know? But um, the kit kind of, oh, I'm, I'm so mad at myself, too, because I guess the drum teacher thought, hey, you know, this kid, is he's, he's one of the diamonds in the rough, if I do say so myself, you know? Yeah. So when I got the kit, I got this really nice little Red Sparkle Ludwig jazz kit. Whoa. You know? In the bedroom or garage? In, the, in my bedroom, yeah. you know, and it didn't have the bottom heads, you know. So. Concert toms. <laughs> yeah, concert toms. But it was a nice little drum kit, you know. And at that time, you know, Rush was kind of coming into okay. full light, you know, and I wanted concert toms. I wanted like the... <laughs> So, you know, the drum teacher had this total crappy composite type drum set that he was selling in his little garage studio. Dad, I want that one, man, you know, because it's got is this the little one with all the way to the big one. Yeah, man, yeah, and, the you know, coffee so, can, thimbles. You know, my dad was cool, so he kind of inquired to the drum teacher. He's like, hey, um, how much is that kit, you know? Well, that's so-and-so money, well... Would you do a trade? Whoa. And I remember, I remember sitting there hearing the drummer goes, "You want to trade this for that?" And, you know, my dad didn't know nothing. Yeah, He's right, like, "Well, right. that's what the kid wants," you know. And I just saw him shaking his head, like, <laughs> okay, sure. "All right, I'll, I'll, I'll bridge." Yeah, sure, man. You know, I'll get the Ludwig and I'll give you the piece of crap. And sure, everybody's Please happy. happy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think but you're just have... playing the records, right? And you're I'm not, just playing the records. You're not well, playing I mean, the dudes yet. I did the the drum lessons with the guy. Yeah, right. And that's the right. time I kept on seeing that set. Going, sure. oh, wow, I want to be able to play that. So it was like learning your rudiments and learning right. your drum beats and reading Very the charts and all that kind of stuff. You know, six weeks of that, and I was, I don't want to do this. I just want to rock. Yeah. So it was a weekly lesson. You, uh, you know, he gives you like four or five pages of that Mel Bay drum book. You know, and. I wouldn't pay attention to it. I just go back home, put my headphones on, and rock to my records. Your records, you know? right? And then okay. half hour before I had to go to drum lessons. Oh shoot! Yeah, I got this. So <laughs> that's kind of how it happened for me. You know, I okay. crammed the last ten minutes, and I was able to pull it off. And sometimes he'd get mad at me because I, you know, yeah, you're shirking. Yeah, you know, I was a little bit not too sharp on that, yeah. but you know, but look what I could do here, you know. And so that's kind of how it started. And when did you start playing with Pete? Uh, like a band. Right. Did you do try it in school? Uh, no, I didn't do it in school. Because drumming in school bands is hard. Like one guy and maybe a backup. Yeah. Or, you know, if you do that whole... I never did any school band yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. Really um, hard. Because, you know, at least yeah. you can have five trombones yeah. and shit. Yeah. You can't really have five drummers. Right. Going. And I don't want to just play the or snare drum. Or the marching band. Yeah, you know, I don't want to just yeah. play the snare drum, drum and stuff. But uh, I had another buddy of mine who around eighth grade, started taking guitar lessons. Ah. You know, and he was actually pretty good, you know? Yeah. So, uh, soccer buddy, sport buddy, you know? A-Y-S-O. A-Y-S-O, completely. So he came over, you know, and that's when we would kind of start uh, just messing around, you know? Was so around, copying songs off Copying records? songs, or, you know, he had a couple of riffs that his guitar teacher taught him, so yeah. then I would try to just play along with him. And that was it, about eighth grade. Eighth wow. grade. So after school, right? Come after school. Start yeah. 
And that was pretty fun because we do it in my bedroom. Right. Since I had the, you know, the drum set was, was easier to come to the up. drums <laughs> instead of going to, you know, there. So Set my, up, tear down. So, yeah. Yeah. My mom was kind of weary about it, but my dad was always cool about it. He's like, yeah, man, get loud. Even though yeah. it, was, it, it was all right to be loud. Yeah, it was all right That's to be loud. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. He'd get complaints with the neighbor, you know, because <laughs> when it went from the bedroom down into the garage, yeah. the neighbors got a little bit worse. You know, he, he was and did Jad, did the bass man come? Uh, the bass man finally ended up coming, you know, but later, you know, later on. So it was usually just me and the guitar player. Right, jam. right, right. Here, and, here, I want to play something from sure. the new, uh, I'm a mess. yeah. I am. <laughs> what, what, no, is that what you want to say about this tune? Um, it's like a autobiographical. A little bit, a little bit. You know, <laughs> the, the actual the uh, the song was written by uh, our bass player, so I kind of used our bass player as the influence for the lyrics. He's from England. He's from England. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, here, freaks, brand right. new.
to be in the world I have tried Holding myself to the sun Waiting for just someone To see me shining Reflecting the flickering light in my face 
lucky. Shots from the 
leash is longer, so much looser than it was. And what was monochrome is colour now because these words are a shattered fire. Bus driver. Driver. If the bus driver doesn't go to work, doesn't go to work, then nobody goes to work. Then nobody works for you. If the bus driver doesn't go to work, then nobody goes to work. Watch for Pedro Show. That was Freaks. I'm a mess. Uh, correction, Baseman's Welsh. Right. And his name? <laughs> Tom Davies. Yeah, yeah, Tom Davies. Uh, Penascos Disfaladeiros es otros sonhos de fuga. It's a Portuguese ain't too good for me, but okay. the music is. is uh, Rudy OMM, they're from the north part too, the tropic. Uh, Bells Ring Fire, brand new Evangelista, might end up as part of the lost uh, Geraldine Fib- Fibbers. Bassman wrote that, Bill Tupman. I saw a play with John Wall oh, and yeah. Bob Lee, your drummer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, opened up for me and the Italian guys last year. Uh, brand new Yurt, that's a bushy in Dublin with uh, Sajambach. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> S-J-A-M-B-O-K. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Gaelic. <laughs> uh, Pudge with Garbage Fingers. Uh, Kyoka Danceable for Resonance Live 3. Uh, Sands Frontiers. Steve McKay and the Radon Ensemble. Lemon Kittens with Small Mercies. Harry Reeve. Clumsy Love. And finally, brand new GG Band. If the Bus Driver Doesn't Go to Work. Okay. Does this band ever get a name? Um, oh, uh, back in the... Uh, yeah, in the garage. Um, no. Okay. No. Since the band never does gigs. It's just jamming. Yeah, it was just, just jamming. Yeah. This is so when, when do you make your first band that does gigs and has a name? Um, that high school. High school, you know. Um, I was known as the kind of the drummer kid, you know. So um, just one day... Door knocks, you know, and there's a, another group of kids. I know this guy, but I don't know all these guys. These guys are older guys, you know. Yeah. And um, we need a drummer. We need a drummer. You know. All right. We hear and they actually drum. had all their stuff with them. Oh, oh wow! Come on in. Let's go upstairs. Wow. You know? And uh, that was what were vi- they called? That was virulence. Virulence which then turned into Fu Manchu. Yeah, right. So right. that was you know them knocking on the door. Um, Mark Abshire was the bass player. And he was the one who I knew, you know. Um, so he's the one who introduced me to all the other guys. And that day, I was like, "Oh yeah, come on in," you know. And we they had done gigs. Uh, we still haven't done gigs. Oh. It was just, just a bunch of young punk rockers who wanted to start playing. Yeah. And I guess they had tried a couple other drummers, uh, friends of mine as well from high school, you know, and. Uh, they decided to give me an audition without me even really knowing. Showed up. We went up there, and they just started playing, and it was, you know, a whole new different kind of... I was always into the, you know, the, the rock and roll, the classic rock and yeah. stuff, you know? 
So they're the ones who kind of started influencing me with, you know, Black Flag and all the yeah. kind of the, the 80s, you know, late 70s, 80s punk that was happening. And we were in Orange County, so yeah, yeah. there was a lot of good punk rock happening at that time. And that's when it started, you know. And then what our part, first. What part? Uh, this is South Orange County. Like Santa Ana? Uh, even farther even south through. than that. Like San Juan, Capistrano, wow. Mission Viejo area. There was bands down there? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was so I know that HB had the bands and H- Fullerton had a scene. Right. Land. And we'd always go up there the to south. see. Yeah, we'd always go yeah, up there to right. see all the stuff, sure. you know. Cuckoo's um, You know, that was even pre my time, you know. That was pre- I think Fullerton had some places, that pool place. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're influencing you with yeah. this new, which is a lot faster playing, yeah. right? And then we had to come over here, Defenders, to be able to see Long shows. Long Beach. Yeah, in Long Beach. And that was, like, scary. <laughs> Being super young, you oh, know. Yeah, and it's downtown. Yeah, it was downtown, and it was right. kind of the height of, like, there was a, a little bunch different of San Juan action going on, you know? That's right. That's right. But um, yeah. San Juan Capistrano, they had their own little... The coach house, scene. I think, is still there. It's still there, you know. But uh, oh, I just played with X there with yeah. tables. Yeah, and the tables have been there for forever. <laughs> you know, that car on the <laughs> third, you could order those from the catalog, yeah. like Sears sold. Yeah, that place is still completely yeah. active. You know, um, so but our first gig ever, yeah, was pretty crazy. We uh, we kind of befriended the guys from Blast. Yeah, you know. San Jose or something, right? Yeah, from Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. So our first gig ever was with them. uh, Mentors were headlining. Whoa. Yeah, it was the Mentors, Agent Orange, Blast, and then Virulence, you know. And I was like, I think, 16 at the time, you know. So I had to convince my parents. What was the pad? Uh, It was somewhere in in, uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, wow. I don't even remember what what the place was Was it Gary Tovar's pad? No, I don't think so. Casa de la Raza. I think that's that was, his that was the place. Okay, that so that's, was, that's where Golden Voice started. Oh, really? I, I never knew that. You're part yeah. of that because when we played there with Black Flag. Okay, I never ever knew that. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. So that you know was what they are. They're the ones who do go yeah, stage they're, they're coach and Coachella. They're huge now, man. You know, they're the ones who were doing all the Olympic shows and all the. Uh, that's right. Even, but they started even, there. Crazy. So that was so you guys. That was a drive. That's over a hundred miles. Yeah, from the first gig. I had to convince my parents to let me go. I mean, I was only sixteen. Yeah, you know? still and in I think, high school. I think Scott was the oldest guy. He was he was the eighteen year old, so he was the one oh, responsible for Scotty all of us. Uh No, Scott Hill. Oh, Scott Hill. Yeah, yeah he was in uh, the other guys. Caius. Scott Reeder was in Caius. Yeah, right. yes. memory. He's been on good. the show. Great cat. Yeah, yeah. Great He's sweetheart, great sweetheart of a man. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're at the end of the first hour. Uh, May 5th, 2016. Hold tight for hour two. May 5th, 2016. It's the second hour of Watt for Pedro's show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, start off the second hour with La Tumba, brand new freaks. Uh, Cliffs of Madness, Male Gaze, Baron Whitfield and the Savages, Bread, and finally a uh, kind of Vetro with Quite Like Me, brand new, out of Genoa, Italy, where Pesto comes from, I found out. Yeah, yeah. And it's really bright green there, bitching. Um, Genoa's crazy town. Sailor town, yeah. port town. Total cliff town. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, right up on it. Yeah. Weather kind of like here, SoCal. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. You're not doing drums. Bob Lee's doing drums and freaks. So, right. When did you get into guitar? Um, well, again, back in that eighth grade, little jamming with with a guitar player. You know, I mean, he's leaving me, shit there. For me, well, no, I mean, I had a little. You know, I still have it too. When I was five. I remember my grandmother bought my sister a classical acoustic guitar. Still not have on a string. It. Yeah, not on a string. Still have it. But uh, you know, that was always in the house. It was like the furniture in the house, you know. But um, when the guy would be playing guitar, I'd have to sit there and look at his fingers to know when the changes were happening to be able to, you know, hit that cymbal and, you know, sure. keep your time and your tem- tempo and your time. Right, right, right. So um, when he'd split, I'd go, well, he kind of put his fingers right here, you know. So a little bit self-taught, I guess. Yeah. Guitar. And uh, through all these years playing drums, playing drums, you know, and... Behind the scenes playing guitar, you know, and you know what they say. Like I said, there's always drummer jokes, all that kind of... Nobody wants to play the drummer songs. I know. Look at Dave Grohl. <laughs> you know? Incredible so, drummer. Yeah. I don't play. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have Except this little build-up of stuff, and you want to do your, you know, submit some of your... The things that you're working on, and it's too hard to kind of... To, teach you know, a song on teach drums. Teach a song when yeah. you're on drums. You don't have something... So that's, I think, just the general play, you know? Oh, because you were getting into composing, right? Because I started, you know, started kind of writing. Some, then, all, you know, the, the recording part of the digital age, you know? Yeah. The multi-tracking, yeah, you know, the yeah. task cams and the port of fours, all that kind of stuff. Sound you know? on sound. All of a sudden, you know, you're like, well, I could do this at home by myself. And do all the parts. You know? And then that way I can, you know, maybe submit Show it to the, the guys. And, you know, but still... realize your right. idea. So, uh, but still, you know... The drummers, it just it never takes. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, you know, you see me, I put my drummers at the front of the stage. Yeah. Now. We should do that with George Hurley. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of the, the thing, you know, just also to give myself a new challenge. Yeah. You know, kind of refresh, you know. It's still music. Reset. Yeah. It's still music. You're still in there. Um, when did you first start playing in front of people on guitar? Oh, that was the scariest thing ever, you yeah. know? Because like I said, self-taught. So I I don't know an A chord from a D chord. I just know where fingers go. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Hey, let's do this in an E, you know? What's E, Rhythms. you know? <laughs> so uh, we were in Spain. Well, you don't the, have to know how a car carburetor, right? You right. put it in D and point yeah, it. And there you go. The boom, and it goes. Boom. <laughs> uh, Nebula. Yeah. We, yeah. you know, because Eddie was a drummer. Same same story. Drummer turned guitar player. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He was playing drums in all of Long. Grand Hart. And uh, you know, and Fu Manchu, they were that. trying to kick me out of Fu Manchu. They were trying to get Eddie to play drums in Fu Manchu. So Whoa, Eddie came drama. out. Uh, girlfriend issues. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Eddie shows up at one of our shows. And afterwards, you know, he goes, you guys don't need a drummer. You need another guitar player. Because, you know, you're just a three-piece, a three-piece playing chords. Yeah. He's like, you guys need another guitar player. Throw some leads in there, you know? And that's kind of how that happened. Uh, so then, you know, 
years later we're doing Nebula and we're in Spain and everyone's a little you know kind of borracho. three sheets and borracho you know in fact those are the, the first words I ever heard you say muchas drogas <laughs> so uh, you know we were gonna go do an encore and, and that's one you know rehearsal before that we were just messing around so he's like, hey, let's, let's do that jam that we were messing around with. And I was not prepared whatsoever, you know. Like, okay. So Spain and Madrid at yeah. El Sol Club. Okay, you know? yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I got a guitar in my hand, and Eddie's on drums, and let's jam. So that was it, you know. And it didn't really wow. go off too well, in my opinion. But well, you you know, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't say anything, so the crowd didn't know anything. Right, and that's that's the trick, right? Right, right. Work the roof. <laughs> yeah. What about this tune here, um, Jonathan? Jonathan, no, does your uncle Jack actually have a? Truck? Jonathan's uncle. Oh, Jack. Jo- Jonathan's uncle. Jack. Jonathan's uncle Jack actually <laughs> okay. has a truck, and I guess it is a little bit of a uh, history tale from his days with his brother.
out generations of foxes, many turn out over the years to bring the pink and brown, returning even champions, joining the stream of new ones. Who brings life to the vixens, the remarkable skaters, sportswomen who thrill and flash, the show team, the go team, proven to the championship, hungry for victory thereafter. Let's get out in Derby again. Wave our fur-trimmed banner, the vixen fighting machine. Never give up until the end, but fight to take the lead yet. Fantastic jammers travel far, as Dairyland dials to vixen's jammers, always scoring the points. We are a thrill and we know it. He has to be good to skate against us. A vixen will never go down easy. Always throwing down for the pink and brown. Vixens will always be around. I woke up this morning And my mind was racked with pain My bed is set of railroad tracks And I'm fresh hit by a train Should I even get up should I just remain Sprawled out on these cold hard tracks Never to rise again But I strain And I pull
brown-haired, blue-eyed, bouncing baby And she had a smile Cause she didn't know about that Lonesome love, lonesome love That keeps the ten times low Keeping it low And lonesome love That is lower than low Lonesome love, lonesome love Lonesome love Off Peter show that was Uncle Jack's truck. You, Jonathan, we'll repeat it thousands of times if you need, but <laughs> no, we don't have to. Yeah, right, right. Will. <laughs> and then uh, Richard James, Industrial Wool, Red Square, Blue Square, The Foreign Language, Roman Orgy, Parts One, Two, Three, Reverent Circle, Joe Brewer with Derby again, that's Jack Brewer's cousin. Yeah. Uh, Ike Madison doing poetry, and finally Al Scorch, Lonesome Low, he was on the show last week. Man with a banjo. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chai Town. Uh, so, okay, that big Madrid uh, premier uh, guitar. Right. Uh, what, do you, what do you say? Virtuoso performance? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, you're in the middle of it all. You're just going, what the hell am I doing here, man? What do I get? You know? So, you know, sound checks, it, well, bass was always easier, you know, because you just do the walk. So we'd always kind of, you know, on sound checks, you know, I'd pick up the bass and oh, and kind of so jam down. You know, with, with and Eddie would play drums and we'd mess yeah. around. But when it was guitar, it was like I can do it. But all of a sudden, deer in headlights, ugh, freeze. Yeah, and, yeah. But we pulled it off and it, it came off all right. You know, and um, what in your mind you're thinking, man? I'm gonna get in the band oh, where I'm geez. the guitar. Ah, uh, no, not yet. I was thinking like, how the hell do you guys do this, man? Oh, you know, okay. Like, drums so are like, so easy because it's like you're just dancing with the drums, you know, and. Um, Guitar is like God. You got to be so technical and you know exact with your chords and all that kind of stuff. So I was uh, I was a little bit sketched after the fact, thinking oh, did I just blow Spain. <laughs> but like I said, afterwards the party continued, you know, because yeah. uh, Kike. Do you remember that guy Kike from the Pleasure Fuckers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was there, so the party was going on, you know. So uh, that was the first actual time I put that guitar with the a crowd of people and you know hearing it kind of pump through the monitors and all that kind of stuff and yeah I had a great time it was fun so the freaks ain't that old of the band no no and how'd that come together uh you know like I said I would come home from from tours with Nebula and pick up a guitar and you know write my own little things yeah. and record my stuff you know um then things got really dark 
in the band and it was like you know some I, drama yeah and it was like I gotta I gotta kind of take off here you yeah. know and pull the ripcord as far as anyone being able to pop you know properly pull the ripcord I think I'm the only one who can do that right now so guys keep on going yeah. I'm gonna jump ship you know uh I did start writing for Nebula, you know, and some songs did kind of start coming out on some of the later records. And I think there was even one time during all the drama that Eddie even said, like, well, you're going to jump ship. You know, and I think that was like, well, you know, I guess I really can if I have to. If things get any worse than what they're getting. Yeah. Health-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's the one who actually gave me the idea. I'm like, well, why not? You okay. know? And at that point, it was just me doing... The multi-tracking. Right. You know? Man alone. Uh, sitting on the toilet, reading uh Johnson Clare book, and, you know, always talking about, you know, hey, all you freaks. Yeah, you know, right. Reading... Uh, well, that was a big word in the 60s. Yeah, you know? It meant somebody wasn't with the squares. Yeah. And then also reading, uh you know, this book called Ringo Levio, which is... um oh, God, what was the name of the dude? I can't remember his name. Oh, damn it. But he was like uh, a 60s modern day Robin Hood, you know, and his whole thing was it's free because it's yours. Steal you know? this book. So, uh, Abby Hoffman. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah well, uh, Abby Hoffman actually, in the book, the guy's saying like, Abby Hoffman stole all my papers and he's stealing my ideas. So he hated Abby Hoffman okay. because he's yeah, saying, he's Skyping his thing. Yeah, he's Skyping his thing, but he's the one who's trying to go public with it. And, you know, because the whole deal about Abby Hoffman and, what this other guy was doing, uh, being anonymous, never knowing that way he could continue right. continue to do it. Off the grid. So the guy would steal meat trucks and then go through the neighborhoods and give people meat and all that kind of stuff. You know, Shit. great book. You know, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll look up his name and I'll, I'll remember. That's his name. where you got the name for the band. So that's where I got the name for the band. You know, Dang. because I was out of Nebula, I was free to be. You know, uh, it was free because it was mine. You know. And here I'm reading a John Sinclair book about all you freaks. I guess that's it, man. Then I wiped my ass and it was all done. <laughs> beginning. <laughs> was it was the end and the beginning. Right, right. It was the flush to start the new. Yeah, a new bowl of water in there. Yeah, you know? we're at the end of the second hour of May 5, 2016. Hold tight for hour three. May 5th, 2016. It's third hour. Watt for Pedro show.
for Pedro Show started the third hour off with uh, Brand New Freaks The Space Bar yeah <laughs> what about that tune uh, instrumental kind of yeah. jazzy tune yeah. you know um, I had a great Christmas one year and my mom my loving mom you know gave me a Casio keyboard yeah you know thinking hey it's a musical instrument I give it to my son he's the musician wow. in the family yeah now. right so um, messing around with just all the kind of crazy sound banks on a Casio sure. you know <laughs> The vibes, dude. You know? Sure. So um, that's how that song kind of came around, just messing oh. around with the Casio and Keyboard trying to get rock. groovy, you know, a little instrumental and sure. stuff, you know, um, more cocktail-y, loungy and stuff. But, um, and then it just kind of stuck. And then, you know, 
submitted it to the other guys, yeah. and we're like, you know what? It was a filler. <laughs> and it's not going to have those on his records by the label. Yeah. He'd play the organ or something. Yeah, so... But it's stuck, you know, and it's catchy little Phil, groovy. I remember... Like you, uh, in between, you get your cocktail ready. Yeah, I've, I've covered one of those tunes. It's a strip. Jim Brown song without any singing. Is <laughs> okay, ba- Basho with earphone, Rev 9 for Bucky Pope. Yeah, Bucky from... Uh, he's got a new one. Negative example or so. He was in Tar Babies, Madison. Uh, Rabbits in a Hurry, Super Pitcher. Uh, best band name ever, Entertainment Law. <laughs> <laughs> with Diablo Canyon Plant, finally Broken Oak duet with Susan the Night Porter. So, how, speaking of the guys, how'd you get the guys for the freaks? Ah, um, you know, I had I had a whole other live unit prior yeah. to these guys, you know, because I did all that stuff, multi-track, and did it all, you know, and then um, then I started, you know, kind of passing around files, and then we put out this record. It was kind of like the experimental thing, you know, sure. But then when uh, Cargo Germany put it out, they're like, well, can you tour on it? And so I had to find some players. So I kind of, you know, went through all the friends that I've made through my travels and stuff. And I had two guys from San Francisco, a guy from San Diego, a guy from Seattle. So we did a couple of tours with it, but it just got too expensive trying to get everybody together. together. And everybody had other projects as well. Sure. So the fizzle kind of happened pretty quick. And that's when I was like, you know, if I'm going to keep on doing this, I got to think more locally, yeah. you know. And so, again, just kind of jogging through, you know, hitting rewind on the memory banks. Hey, Jonathan Hall, man, you know, I was always wanted to be in a band with that guy, yeah. you know. And, well, Tom's in L.A., you know, he was playing bass in Nebula. And so, another band that we kind of used to share a space with, Esteban, he was in another band that we shared a rehearsal space with. And, uh... So I was always was trying to get him into the Nebula play, but Eddie never wanted that to happen for some reason. Yeah. So I just asked. Okay. You Bob guys Lee? available? Bob Lee came after because I had another friend playing drums who yeah. was a Boston transplant. So when he came into L.A., uh, Hari Hassan, I was like, yeah. Hari, man, you're coming to L.A.? Cool. I got a project. Let's start it. And uh, he ended up having some uh, other issues happen to where he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And that's when Jonathan brought in Bob. Right, because of the backbiter. Yeah, because of the backbiter and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it worked out perfect, you know, because the perfect timing, Bob was available to be able to do it. And he was kind of into the project, saw that we it was a do-it-yourself type thing that was kind of starting to pick up a little bit of some steam. And uh, so that's how we got this, Bob. This record here, much different than the other one because it was more of a group. Yes, yeah. The other one already kind of had tunes that were right. done, and now I just needed the players to go and record them. Yeah. This one was, now that we're all together as a unit, you know, I have my songs that, or my parts I brought in. Jonathan has his parts. Tom has his parts. Right, And right. we kind of did kind of, you know, mesh together as a full unit. So it's, it's I think, is why I really do dig this new record that's coming out, because it is a bit more... What about this? We're going to play Where Did You Go? Where Did You Go? Um... That was me trying to... That, that was one of my tunes. I'll, yeah. I'll take credit for writing that one. <laughs> uh, you know, thinking about some ZZ Top, thinking yeah. about, you know, and uh, when that first live unit of, of the Freaks kind of disbanded, we were doing a lot of just improv because we didn't have enough tunes 
or Real enough filling. rehearsal time to really get a full set. So we were doing a lot of just jamming and it turned into a lot of bluesy stuff, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of how that song kind of came into being. Okay. And it never really surfaced with those other guys, but I still had it on the pot. Simmering, you know? stovetop. So it was in a crock pot there, crock just pot. slowly, slowly brewing, <laughs> right? And you know, it's it's one of those blues tunes that's so just uh, simple, if you will, yeah. you know, and it's in its origin. Yeah. So when we were kind of writing the songs and for this record, um, that one was always like, well, we'll get back to that one. We'll get back to that one, you know. So when we went into the studio, it was like, well, now's the time to get back to that one, guys. <laughs> you know, so it was a little bit of an improvisational with, sure. you know, just a little bit of a background foundation. So when we it wasn't went into really it, played to death. it wasn't really played to, played to death. So it was locked. Kind of, yeah. And it's, you know, kind of nice because I think it's turned out to be such the oddball on the record sure. that it's becoming everybody's favorite. You know, Jonathan was like, "Yeah, we got to start playing that one live because I'm starting to really like that one." Right? He feels it's a little bit more of an Alice Cooper type of flavor, <laughs> you know. And you know, I'm like, "Well, I kind of was thinking about a ZZ Top kind of flavor, you know." And then Esteban comes in with all his little piano yeah. bits, where it's like, "Wow, man!" So uh, that's how that song kind of came into uh, into being, and you know, let's hear. It. Oh, night to 
happy one day or not. And now my stomach's on. Saw the signs now we're saying so long I hear you knocking on that good by door You're unlocking that good by door You walk right in let me in to the rest of your life You said you were unhappy smile and you know baby I always but the extra mile could have said something sooner but now we're both in this bind for fuck's sake darling I can't read your mind for Pedro Show. Where'd you go? From the freaks. Spanish streets from Tokyo, Savannah. Although they're Brazilians. I love the Brazilians. So, well, I think Sao Paulo. Uh, Regulus Rising. Feast of Trumpets. Labor Camp. That's Kirk from Nip Drivers. Right. His thing with Paul Rossler. Helping him. Big Crux Wiry. I think they're out of Seattle or Portland. Uh, Dr. Amazon. He's out of Portland. Intrigue Duck, uh, Art Trip, The Static Sound, Forever, brand new from them. And finally, Mario DeSandro with The, the Goodbye Door. So what we, we were off air, we were talking about uh, why you enjoy playing with this version of The Freaks. Ah, yeah. Um, it's a great bunch of guys. I mean, it's, it's easy to work with them. You know, I mean, we've, we've all had issues with drama 
you know, in bands sure. and, you know, you hear about the ego trips, you know, I hope they don't think that I'm going to be the big egomaniac here, you know, but um, I don't think I am. Uh, we share kind of a cool little bond, I guess, that, uh, okay, whatever, you know. Um, we're like loose, tolerant. Yeah, we're all loose and tolerant, you yeah. know. All nice guys. We're the nice guys who are finishing first. When does the record go? Yeah. <laughs> this is good. I like that. Which is, because, uh, yeah, some people think the only way is to, like, stomp dudes yeah. around you. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's a little kid shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you, you might get out in front for a bit, but yeah. it's short-lived. It's not, you know, I there's agree. no longevity with that. I agree. You know? so, so when's the album come out? Uh, well, we... we got it mastered and yeah. we got some artwork that's uh it's getting prepared for it um we do have a label that's interested that we're talking to uh yeah. I mean, we're we're usually we've been a do-it-yourself band you know sure um funds is always an issue sure so uh we found this this little label and i don't really want to say yet because it's not concrete sure. but uh is there a tour plan uh we're hoping you know i mean the, the label kind of has their own booking agency oh, it's all kind of you know combined so sure. we're looking you know we're looking for some future work i mean i'm hungry as hell for to get back out on that road yeah and right right it's been a uh, several years since i've actually done a good extended tour you know and with this, mode. yeah and with this record i'm hoping that we can finally sure, really sure. you know kind of hit it. it uh advice okay like you met you in your younger years yes and, Hey, Ruben, what can you tell me about music? Ah, uh, man, it's tough. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's tough, but it's, you can't shake it. You know, so don't try to shake it. You know? It's great advice. Yeah, because... Like if you're bit, you're bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true, man. You know, once it gets into the, the mainstream, sure. or, you know, the main line, then, you know, there's no... There's no turning back, right? Just like the other two. The first two. Uh, perseverance, you know, is the other thing, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I get disappointed all the time with you know when things fall through, or whatever, and you get those. Oh, damn it, man! It sucks, you know. Yeah, but like a skateboard. But then, yeah, you get back. You up get on. back on it, you know, <laughs> on the horse, and you know, here we are on the verge of another record. So, you know, even though things might look bad here or things might look great over there, you know, like. We got one one tune on the record. It's just to keep on moving, man. Keep, keep moving forward. You know? keep John Fogarty wrote that, that thing to me. Yeah. When D. Boone got killed, it said, keep on keeping on. Yeah. And it's so true, man. I mean, I say that all the time. You know, It's great advice. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for being on the yeah, show. Totally, man. And the best of luck when the record comes out. You start playing. Well, we got to play again together. Yeah, we got to. I mean, what? we're actually playing. Uh, uh, you don't mind me doing a quick plug? Where? Uh... At the Federal Underground in downtown Long Beach. Okay. You know? When? That's going to be on May 26th. Coming up, people. Yeah. It's been a May 5th, 2016 edition of Watt for Pedro show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. Now keep on keeping on.